0: The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program, Anna Steinfest.
1: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us today at our new episode of podcast, Lessons in Success. I am here today with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Anna. And this morning, we will talk about the challenge of pricing. Uh, Michael, I know that we, we are trying to help small businesses with some topics and more of a, like a fast and, and to the point topics. Um, I have a question. Why do you think small businesses having hard time with the pricing of their products or services?
0: You know, I think it, it, we, it, it's more complex than maybe we often give it credit for being. Uh, one, we want, we want people to buy what we've got. Uh, we're trying to figure out what others are charging for a similar product. Uh, We don't know what the market's willing to do relative to our market. It's tied up with the whole marketing effort to tell people what we have. So it's a complex uh, process. And then some things we don't think about is not only do we need to know what our real costs are, our fixed and our variable costs for a unit of our product, uh, but we're going to have to pay taxes off of that. And we're going to have to, uh, provide some funds for the unexpected. The machine breaks down. Oops, we're going to have to fix it. So uh, we need to build that in. Uh, we need to keep some cash on hand for for those unexpected things and just to make sure the business functions viably. Uh, and at some point, we may need a new machine. So we need to be thinking of those things. And our accountant, of course, should help us. But I have run into businesses that don't even have a cost accounting piece of their accounting system and they don't know to talk to their accountant about that and get that information to help them do a better job pricing.
1: And a lot of times, small business owners, what we do is we miss to pay ourselves. (laughs) Yes. We miss the time when, okay, we spend all this time, especially when you're providing a service, (laughs) you don't include your your salary or your kind of time into the calculation of the price.
0: In fact, I think there's two ways in which an owner should think about that. One, if you're putting in hours, you can, should calculate what your hourly rate of pay is, mm-hmm. relative to the hourly rate of pay you're paying your employees, because you may find you're, you're earning less per hour than they are. Starting out, that may not be bad because you're investing in your business, but yes. do you really want to work for the next 20 years getting less than, than your employees? Probably not. And then the second, piece of your income stream to me is you're the one who's now taken out a debt with the bank or with somebody from whom you bought the business. Uh, That's a, you've taken a risk. You're, if, if the business closes in a month, you still have to pay that debt. So that's another thing you need to be paid for is accepting the risk of providing an opportunity for others. You have to pay yourself both of those almost separately
1: so what should the cost uh, reflect when you're looking at a product or services well,
0: of course and i just mentioned the, the, a good cost accounting system would tell you what goes into the production of the product uh, but i'm I, i'm very key as you know on reserves holding reserves for a number of different purposes um, the unexpected uh, a recession for example etc um you're taking some risk in terms of debt, in terms of the time you're putting in, in terms of the, uh, the payroll you've got to meet, uh, the governmental regulations, Or those are all challenges that you face. Uh, important consideration is, is your product more uh, adjustable, more flexible for different situations for a customer than others? Then you probably ought to be charging a premium if, if it serves them better in multiple situations. Uh, Do you understand, in fact, the job the customer is trying to complete? If your product does a better job of completing that job, then maybe you deserve to see if you can charge a premium for it because it does a better job. Uh, I think you also have to look, in my mind, uh, what are some of the frustrations and extra effort that your customers are putting in? If you could remove that frustration, if you could remove some of that effort, you could charge more for your product because you set it apart from other products. And that's part of what you want to think about when you're pricing so that's an example of a a number of things that come to mind
1: and how it's i mean there is another question um coming into my mind is about increasing and decreasing of your price because a lot of times you know when you go on the market um the market i mean you may go with the higher um margin or with the higher price when we should increase and when we should decrease the price. Because again, it's, it's, it's touchy, and sometimes we don't want to uh, decrease our price too much, or we don't want to increase our um, price uh, too much. But if the market can handle that, I mean, in these situations, Michael, what is your recommendation?
0: Well, and, and I think we, we have a tendency probably often to, to underprice. Now, at the same time, we always think that our product is the best one out there. Uh, and, and so we have to control maybe both of those emotions. One is that, gee, I want to get paid for something that's really good. But that's our conclusion, not necessarily the customer's. And, and second, that emotion. But what if nobody comes? What if nobody buys? And so we have to find a balance between those. I've I learned from doing workshops, for example, that if I was to do a workshop on pricing, and it was an hour workshop to teach you how to better price your product, and I offered it for $25. I'll have less people coming to it than I've offered it for one hundred and twenty-five dollars. If I offered it for five hundred dollars, I might have less than uh, less than the larger number for one hundred and twenty-five, but probably more than twenty-five. The twenty-five dollars says it isn't worth much. So I'm, I'm making a statement when I price it too low; it doesn't have much value built into it. If I charge too much, I've overpriced the market relative to competition. I'm a proponent for starting high and then coming down. It's a lot easier than starting low, having lots of people, hey, I love it. And then saying, now, by the way, I'm raising my prices 20%. Oh, Well, now I'm done. I'm not going to come to your thing or buy your product anymore. So I start a little high, but you have to look hard at the market. You have to let the customer tell you what your value is. And you're not going to know that if you don't experiment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, what you just said is that you have to make sure that the perceived value of your product is right where you want to be and when you start a little bit higher and if you give some discount people may buy it and you will know at what price point they will buy uh, your product because if you if you have a good product or service people will buy it and again you have to talk we have to think about your value proposition and we've done podcast on the perceived value and how to increase that without uh, any cost communicating a a lot of times, um, if the market doesn't understand your product and the value they're getting from your product, then your price point will be extremely low, but that is based on the communication, you know, like you did not provide clear expectations. What are the pains you're solving for your customers? so i mean you you can you can do different strategies but this is i mean today's topic is more of a pricing and i really like the um michael's suggestion that you should experiment where will be your pricing point but make sure before even you put you have like a floor what is your absolute baseline floor you will not go down from this price because at that time you will start hurting a lot of the costs already mentioned, I mean, you're talking about variable cost, uh, fixed costs, I mean, your time, all these things, taxes should be included when you put together your price.
0: And, and do you have expertise you're bringing to the table? That has yes. a value. Uh, when you hire an attorney, you're paying them for their the length of their expertise, the depth of their expertise. They're going to charge you more if they've been around yeah. a while. So, so much goes into this. There's not an easy formula for figuring out what you ought to charge. Yes. Uh, It's interesting, right? We're in the midst of a recession, so I see a lot of firms coming to me, offering me discounts. What they're really doing, they're probably not, they're losing some profit on the one product, but they're trying to get me hooked on the range of products they offer me, Mm -hmm. trying to pull me in and say, well, maybe you'll buy more of our stuff. Oh, there's another example of why we might vary the price.
1: Yes, and and, in some companies right now, especially this um, online uh, companies, uh, they will give you, for example, sometimes uh, a free membership for very, very um, low services they provide. And if you upgrade, so then you start uh, paying premium and, and they usually have three, three prices majority of the companies they are trying to simplify the choices you have to make uh, and they usually will will uh, give you like three packages or three prices packages so I mean you have to experiment to make sure that you you get your uh, best price on the market but again consider a lot of the um a lot of the suggestions and tips we gave you today. Michael, if you have to sum what are the challenges of the pricing and and what exactly was our conversation today, uh, what would you say?
0: Uh, Well, first, uh, we need to know what our costs are, and and they're often more than we think about. As we talked about, you have to have a reserve building up for your own well-being and long-term viability. Uh, You have to look at what what expenses might come here. Well, it's like your car. Eventually, you're going to have to have your brakes done, so you better have some money set aside. Well, you're going to need a new piece of equipment in your business, so you better set some money aside for that copier's breakdown, etc. You need to know the marketplace. You need to go out there and study it. In fact, I'd argue you ought to talk to prospective customers and try to get a sense of what they'd be willing to pay if you could deliver something that would help them solve their problem better than what they have right now. Um, you got to test the market. you got to play around a little bit. It's not hard and fast. You've got to experiment. I really like something you just talked about, which is the the stepwise approach. Uh, I can buy a piece, I can work with, I can download a piece of software right now and I get a free package to try it out and I can use that probably for the next 10 years. But then they offer me a step up. If I really want some add-ons that make it even better, then I'm going to have to pay an annual fee. And if I want the whole package, so the premium top end, then I'm going to pay a little bit more for that annual uh, right to use all of that. So that's a neat way to price. That's a way to discover your market and you pull them in the door with a free one. Think about the fact that Gillette's happy to sell you a, ra- a razor blade, a, I'm sorry, a razor for your face. If you have whiskers like men do, uh, they charge you a lot of money to get the razor blades in relative terms. want to get you hooked on the razor. Uh, the, the instruments you're using to shave your face because they make their money on the razor blades that will have to go into that on a regular basis. So uh, we need to look at those things that, that set us apart uh, and then experiment to find out where we might be. I'd be brave.
1: Thank you for listening today. Uh, I am, of course, Anna Steinfest, and I'm joined today with my co host, Michael Troyer keep watching us on Lessons in Success.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program Mm -hmm. and the Digital Department
1: of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.